The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, a member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. Ready to hear untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the Rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right, welcome to Rebrand Podcast. As you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your host and founder of the Harky Group, Scott Harky, and today I got a boy on from a long time. I've known Chad Wilson for man, probably a couple decades now. We've been in can together. I, I know he's been on the agency side, worked for a, a fantastic agency, Moses Anschiller, in his career, but he's been on the brand side, the, the dark side for a long time, and doing some amazing brand work for a college that people may or may not have heard of, but They've done some really innovative things in the space. So I'm excited to have Chad Wilson on, who's the Vice President and Executive Creative Director for Brand Marketing at Grand Canyon Education, Inc., which is an educational service company. Grand Canyon Education designs and develops educational programs for Grand Canyon University and other traditional campuses, institutions, as well as partnered institutions at the undergraduate, graduate, and doctorate levels. Chad and I yesterday talked about the art of purpose-driven marketing, Today, we're going to discuss rebranding in the higher education space. We're going to jump right into things. We kind of got Chad's background. We got the background at GCU. We're going to jump all things higher education marketing space. So anyone in the higher education space, maybe this is something they need to hear. We got, we got the expert on here, Chad Wilson, the Vice President and Executive Creative Director of Brand Marketing at Grand Canyon Education, Inc. What's going on, brother? How are you doing, man? All right. What's, what's wrong with education marketing today? Like, where do you think they're getting it wrong and what should people in that industry be doing? I think this is common in, in most industries and categories, but you want to show what life is like on a college campus or in an online environment. So much now with higher education, it's virtual. You can, most universities have a online learning management system where all of the curriculum and student activity goes into the portal. But then there's also the real traditional campus, right? So from a marketing standpoint, what do you want to do? You want to, you want to have words that mean something. You want to have visuals that articulate it. So you've got beautiful campuses across the U.S., right? You've got a lot of programs that are in the innovative kind of science technology space that have cutting edge or this, that, and the other thing regarding AI and cybersecurity and all these great fields that are moving the world forward. But when you watch a college football game and they cut to whoever and they get that, you know, cliched 60 second spot out there and you see these beautiful sweeping aerials of these beautiful campuses and then they cut to like a, a beautiful science shot with some technology overlays, like they all do it, right? You can put any logo, maybe even no matter the soundtrack, just put the logo at the end and it can be any of those universities could be the same as the next one down the street. So I think that it's the sea of sameness is what it is. And you have to figure out what matters to your brand and really let that thrive. 
really let that kind of flourish. And I think at GCU, it's the purpose piece. I mean, we talked about the last time we were, we were chatting, but it's so authentic that it has to be, it just needs to come alive in everything that we do. So all of our campaigns and the way that we manage photo shoots, the way that we manage video productions, the way that we manage our writing, even what the university's communications department does, it's all coming from the truth from the students. Like it's the authentic stories, the authentic experiences that the students have. And yes, we are also like those others of the, in the sea of sameness. We have to put imagery of what we're doing. So if it's technology, we want to highlight robotics arms or whatever the thing is, or we want to showcase a new feature of campus, of course, we're going to get aerial drone footage of it or, or whatever, right? Like you, you, you have to, but then when you do that, how are you communicating and connecting that to your target audiences? And that piece is where I think a lot of institutions fall flat. They don't know who they are. They're trying to be sensitive to all of these different needs and wants and perspectives, and they're not being true to like how they feel higher education should be delivered and what it means to the person trying to learn the stuff. And I think at, at GCU, it's a different approach. There's a different heart involved and it comes across. It's very tangible. So yeah, I think that's kind of it. What stood out to me there, I mean, the sea of sameness is something we talk a lot about. I've been in a lot of meetings where we've presented prospective clients, their category, and sometimes even them and we put all these ads and cover up the logos. And we basically say, everybody looks the same. And we actually literally call it sea of sameness. And it's a big challenge because to your point, th there's certain things in each category that sort of need to be there in some ways. If you're doing a car ad, you know, you probably have to show the car. <laughs> yeah. you, you have to show the car. It's the it's the lead. It's sexy. Like you, you need to show the car ad you know, in a car commercial, in, you know, hotel travel and tourism category, we spend a lot of time in, there's certain table stakes in terms of, you know, showing people what an experience is going to be like that you have to show. So how do you do that and, and own what you have, but also be differentiated and also have some assets that's ownable? And I think for you guys, like little things, right? Like owning the color purple in, and white, like mm -hmm. it's it's the touch up things I've seen on some of your ads. And so there's little executional things that you can do to make sure there's some things that are constantly ownable. But is there any other maybe tricks to the trade that maybe you put your team on? I know you've built a huge team in-house there at GCU that get you out of or can get other people out of sea of sameness. Or is there any exercises or things that come to mind that brands can can do to get out of that that trap yeah i think I, I touched on it in the last blurb i went off on but i'll try to synthesize it down a little bit more so the marketing that we're doing is like a mirror or a representative in a very true sense of who our students are we look at student stories we talk to students both online and ground all the time we have a really strong connection with them. We do research all the time, quantitative and qualitative. And we put in our visuals and in our words what our students do say, wear, do, act, etc. There is an aspirational and inspirational piece to what we create. Like if you look at that spot, the American Pursuit 92nd Anthem that we, we just launched, all of that is 
representative of a lot of our, our student body, right? Everything that's in there in terms of the students serving others in their community, putting others first, the way that they engage in their families, the focus on trying to better themselves, trying to just do more. Even that Americana stuff, like, look, we're, America is the greatest country ever. It's the greatest test of a new way of doing a government, doing a a way to live with the constitutional republic. And this country is amazing. And everybody that lives now and the people that came before us are blessed to be in such an awesome place, right? So when you kind of link these things together, you're, you're tapping into kind of this like tissue that is just in you. And when you see those authentic things playing out in that kind of target space, like these are my people, these are people that I'm liking, or I understand that. I understand what that is. I like that. It feels more easier to connect because it's real. I always think like outside of the higher education industry, I think of like these big brands that do international marketing. They always do these amazing campaigns. They go to Canada, they fight over who who wins the the Grand Prix and all this stuff, which is great. Look, I like, I love that stuff. It's really fun to see and, and how it gets done. But like a lot of that purpose-driven stuff that's being done there, some of it is remarkable. I'm not trying to pan all of it, but there's some of it is outstanding. And then other stuff you can just see, like you can see the board or the, or the corporate direction to say, hey, we need to do this thing in this space that is going to help us appeal to this market from a purpose standpoint and we're going to do this because we need to, and it may be super creative and it might be really creatively innovating, but the market sees right through it. They know it's a bunch of malarkey and it falls flat, but it might win awards, but that's not what the goal of the thing was supposed to be. The goal of the thing was supposed to be really tap into a connective tissue with the consumer so that they can think about something more. It doesn't happen when it's not authentic, when it's, when it's foisted upon the company whether it's board of directors or whoever else is driving that, and then it's foisted upon their market. Everybody in the world has their fans of the things they wear, they buy, they dress, they eat, all of that they're fans of, right? So when when they're participating in that give and take with their their experience, with their preferred brand or whatever it is, and they feel a cheapened sense of something, it just doesn't work. And then when that happens, you lose. So going back to bringing that purpose back, those, those little elements, like in the marketing that we do for GCU, we really try to reflect what's real. So when, when our market and our potential new market sees that they know it feels right to them because it's, it's from a truth. It's, it's from truth. So how, how do you, and I hear it on these podcasts all the time, how do we, as marketers, have the knowledge to know when we're pushing something too much, then we're, we're pushing something that's not authentic. Cause it's easy to say, well, just be authentic. And, right. and, and you want to push great work. Okay. And I know creators are going to push great, great work. And like, I think it's really hard to understand the the balance of that, where or is this too cheeky? And I, I think especially social media managers now, I don't know how they're doing it, how, yeah. how they're able to, especially when today things are, a lot of campaigns are very social centric too. A lot of the great agencies have have a, an agency I've I've talked to on this podcast have have a theory of of their work that it's not brand down anymore. It's not consumer led up. 
it's it's social out right. and it's finding something that is almost from a viral standpoint that it, it truly is happening and that's the campaign it's super interesting and i i think they, they bring up a lot of good points yeah i still think you need to balance as a brand marketer and some things but you know that's how some of the best social and entertainment agencies are doing things so how do you know to hold yourself accountable to not pushing things too much that is not authentic. I don't know. <laughs> asking for a friend. I don't. Yeah, I'm asking for. You know, it, that's really hard because when you're creating the thing, there's right. always like you can always drive and twist the dial up to eleven, right? You can always take it to that next level, and I think you just have to have honesty at the the executive level. And you have to have honesty with your team. So what I mean by that is, let's say in an earlier stage of a new campaign or whatever, if if I feel like something is right, but I'm pushing it a little too far, I have to go into that executive boardroom and share it and also know that when I step into that boardroom, I'm not the smartest guy in that room. There are far more smarter people in that room trust me and understand that the perspective that comes out is going to help solve some of that right i think it's part of my job to to try to push in areas but at the same time know and hear the signs from that level but also like internally you know with my director team that i work with on a day-to-day basis they're there to kind of, we're, we're there to hold each other accountable, you know, and we have to like, not all drink the Kool-Aid. We have to try to, to be resilient and say, Hey, this is, this idea here is starting to go into a place that it's losing where, why, where it started or why we were trying to do it in the first place. So I think you have to like, you have to be vulnerable to change and know that at a certain point, that authenticity thing that I was talking about will be broken if you cross the line. Sometimes when we get too close to <clears throat> work, you get too myopic and you don't see it. And then when when it's shown to you in a in a different space, it's pretty sometimes it's well, I mean it's humbling, number one, but sometimes it's pretty like obviously when it happens and you're like, oh boy, how did I not see that obvious thing? You know what I mean? So I think you just have to to be okay that it's okay for you to, to fail. It's okay for you to fail. You're going to miss it. You're going to miss the mark or you're going to need to be dialing it back to get it back in line, right? <clears throat> With the target. So 100%. that's kind of a philosoph- yeah, I, philosophical perspective on it, you know? But Yeah, yeah. What do you do? I don't know. Yeah, if you step away from the work and then you see it, yeah, a little more clearly. I, 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 I do know what you're saying when you're, really intensively in some work and then you know you get a break from it for a couple of days and you come back and see and you're like oh whoa where was where were we going there yeah but i guess the final thought here you know for those higher education marketers out there you know and I, i've seen the industry in my opinion someone who doesn't work a lot in the industry i've done some brief work in, in higher education but not, not a ton very heavy from what I've seen, especially people that are, you know, really pushing online programs, heavy lead gen, heavy mm-hmm. l- lower funnel performance marketing. I mean, a big chunk of the budget 
and lead farms. And I mean, this has been going on for, you know, 20 years since Apollo, yeah. I mean, University of Phoenix and I, where, you know, someone coming into that industry or someone working in that industry, like where is truly the opportunity and is, is there less performance marketing now in, in our future? I know you guys do, I'm sure quite a bit, you know, what's the balance of, of lower funnel versus upper funnel and, you know, where's the innovation in the space? Of course, creatively, of course, mm-hmm. finding the messaging, but w- where do you think some of the innovation is going to come from? And are, are we going to see less performance marketing and other brand marketing? Or are we going to see different differential products? Or are we going to see, I know AI too mm-hmm. is really di- dis, you know, I think, I think that a lot of colleges from what I've heard, I, I talked to someone who's in like a tutoring group and they said, people aren't talking about AI and how it's can do a lot of the homework and it's still not being caught. So it just it seems like a lot of challenges as an mm. industry, I guess yeah. in general. And where's the opportunity? Where's the innovation? Kind of where's it going? So when you're talking about upper funnel, lower funnel, and the way that our department and now we approach like the work that we do at GCU and our other university partners, Mommy. by and large, I don't know the exact percentage of how it breaks out, of, from the budget, but the lead gen side is larger than mine. But me and my counterpart in the department, she oversees the website, she oversees lead gen, she oversees a couple other areas, social and some other email marketing. And my side is all the brand stuff, all of the media, video ads, audio streaming, all of the, all the new kind of ways that you can get video content out. Um, we work seamlessly together. Like it's really, really important that we make sure that what I'm doing on the top and mid funnel areas of the funnel are working to support what they're doing on that lower funnel. It's really, it's just the way that we were. We've worked, by the way, she and I have worked going back all the way to the 2009 days. Like I've, I've known her forever. Mm -hmm. So we were like brothers and sisters. So we just kind of have a, a great relationship and we kind of know what we're, we know what the ultimate goal is. We know what our areas and our strengths are. And we really just try to have our teams kind of follow suit. Right. So I think from that standpoint, we have an advantage. I don't see Legion going away. I think it's going to be here for a long time. I think when you talk about AI and the functionality of the innovation in that space, this isn't a new thought either, really when it comes to AI, but you really just have to learn as a marketer on how to best set yourself up for success with it and allow your, your technical teams to really lean into that space and help you accomplish the goals and and empower them to leverage that stuff as much as possible. So it can be part of your, your marketing kind of ecosystem. Um, and that's true on the creative side too. I, I can't, there's not a day that I can't go on to LinkedIn and see a thousand different people showing examples of how they created X, Y, and Z or how this AI thing saved them time. And it really just gave them an extra way to, (coughs) excuse me, process a thought or an idea. So it's, it's here. It's going to not go anywhere. It's going to just get, it's going to run the world one day, probably already is running the world. And we're just, (laughs) we're just already pawns in that system already. Who knows? From a content delivery, like an education content delivery system, yeah, I mean, look, we're already, or GCU's already creating AI tutoring programs for for nursing, and they're moving it into other 
areas using some of that amazing technology that's out there. So it's the innovations there, you know, how do you harness it and how do you make it work for you? And kind of going back to what I said in the previous episode, where it's like, you just got to get in there and start doing things like that's really, that's really kind of what you got to do. I wish I had more of a, like a tangible example to share, but I, I, not one's really coming other than the... I mean, I, I just think to, to, to your airpoint, everyone's using it. Yeah. You know, our, our agency is like, hey, anyone has... I, I, to me, I think the best thing you can do is be like, look, anyone who wants to buy any subscription you want, whether it's Firefly or ChatGPT, you got it. The yeah. company will pay for it. You, whatever AI you want to test and you want to use, we'll pay for it. Yep. Go sign up. And I'd say 10 to 15 to 20% of our agency is using AI on a daily basis at some level. Yeah. And it's just helping them do their job. It's, you know, it's it's like having, you know, a little bit better tennis shoes, you know, to yeah. run a little faster, yeah. you know, better technology in a bat makes you hit the ball a little farther. It's, you know, it's the steroids of the industry. It's not going, it's not <laughs> doing the work. It's helping people do the work faster, better, Yeah, yeah. In, in my humble opinion. Now, of course, clients are going to be like, all right, now we now, now what sort of fees can we save on? I, I, I don't know if that's there yet. I don't know if the efficiency is there yet, but it's, I, I think that it's helping the work get done better and faster. So yeah. anyway. Yep. All right. Final, final thoughts, brother. Well, geez, I don't even know where to begin. I just think that higher education is, is really the true equalizer in the world. It can, it can help you in, in a great way, become better and really impact your, your life. It really can. There are a lot of university programs across the country that are setting people up for failure. There's a lot of them. I don't, I don't need to get into which ones those are or any of that stuff. There are certain programs and industries that have the need for that level of education and those are very important and those are going to remain. There's a lot out there that people get swept up into with the idea of getting a college diploma that are wasting a lot of money and doing a lot of things and it's not helping anybody. But I think there are some really, really important programs that are being offered, certainly at GCU. I'm biased, of course, but there's some really important things happening. And if you have a vocation that has been called for you to do, you should really look serious at how to become the best at that and do that thing. Find that purpose, become that person in your family that is doing something and making change for the community, your friends and your family. I think that is a remarkable opportunity to reach that American dream and understand that we live in the greatest country in the world and there's nothing stopping you. If you want something, go get it done. I love that. I mean, go freaking get it. Yep. No one's going to give it to you. There's not a manual. Yep. You got to grind and you got to go did it, get it. And that's yeah. the, whether you're going to school or you're going into advertising. I couldn't agree more. And, and failure is okay yeah. if, you're, if you're going to get it. Failure is not okay if, you know, you're being, you know, not going to get shit and you're being a little lazy. It just doesn't work that way. So, yeah, Andy, man. thanks for coming on. Long overdue. Chad Wilson, longtime friend, vice president and executive creative director for brand marketing at Grand Canyon Education. So thanks for coming on, dude. And we'll see you on the other side, brother. All right. Thanks a lot, Scott. Appreciate it, man.
If you can't wait till the next episode and you want to learn more about Chad, you can find his link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. Go to the company website, gc.com, and you can find Chad Wilson on uh, LinkedIn, I'm sure. Yeah. So another note in our show notes I want to tell you about is if you didn't have a chance to take notes, as you know, rebrandpod.com. You can also apply there to be a speaker. I'm looking for some speakers here, especially just after Super Bowl. So we got some openings in Feb and March, especially those brand marketers out there. I've got a lot of great content providers, but people like Chad, you're on the brand marketing side. I want to I hear what you're up to. You can find me on social media, just at Scott Herkey, pretty much anywhere, probably Instagram and LinkedIn, probably the best. If you haven't subscribed and you want a daily stream of marketing campaign brilliance, please subscribe. That's our, that's our KPI. So thank you for the support. That's it for today. But remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. 